Welcome into the September 21st edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Training camp has officially kicked off. Dave, we've got medicals later today along with media availability. And the Leafs revealed their jersey ad partner. We got to talk about that and see how we're feeling about who exactly uh, decided to partner up with MLSC and the Maple Leafs because it's not one that I would put on my uh, bingo card, that's for sure. But we'll chat about it. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on Nate McKinnon getting paid and is Austin Matthews next to reset the market. All that and more on today's edition of Locked on Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked on Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video form on YouTube. Uh, just search up Locked on Leafs on YouTube, hit subscribe and receive new videos and new content each and every day monday through friday five episodes coming at you all leaves all the time and it's the opening of training camp david went through the whole summer where we somehow came up with ways to chat about the nothingness that was going on throughout the hockey world and the leafs world and now all of a sudden we're here. Training camp begins today. Um, I'm actually going to be down at Ford Performance Center for uh, media day to chat with some of the buds uh, with Leafs Lunch. So I'm excited to go down there for for those discussions later on today. But um, there's there's a lot of storylines heading into this camp. Is there one in particular that you would say you are going to be focusing on uh, over the next couple of weeks here as camp begins? Uh, ooh, one particular one. I think it's going to be the goaltending. Honestly, I think goaltending is going to be the one. I think it's the one thing that's going to make or break this season. Uh, yeah. you, we know how most of the four lines are going to work. Sure, there's some questions about how the defensive pairings go, but we might think that radical, like different changes are going to be made and then Shelton Keefe will likely just go with what he knows. He's not exactly one to always just throw out new ideas. So I think goaltending is going to be the big one, especially in that first preseason game. How do that? How, how do they look? How do they split those up? Because it's it's the it's the biggest unknown for the Leafs going into the season. Absolutely right. Big roll of the dice, bringing in uh, an often injured and struggling Matt Murray, and bringing in uh, somebody who uh, who has not been the top build goaltending prospect he once was expected to be in Ilya Samsonov coming in from the Washington Capitals. Can one of those two end up uh, panning out and, and becoming the number one goalie and, you know, lead this team to uh, a long and prosperous uh, playoff run? Perhaps. But again, there's a lot of games before we can get to the playoffs and uh, a lot of practices, a lot of training camps still to go. Like today's just day one, man. Um, but one of the things that did get announced uh, 
just before training camp got underway, Dave, um, the Jersey sponsor. So we were talking about this, what, about a week ago on the show when yeah. when the Canadians came out with their sponsor, RBC, and when they unveiled their captains and you saw what the patch looked like. And we we're like, ah, I'm not too sure if I like that uh, too, too much. And then yesterday, the Maple Leafs decided to announce who their jersey sponsor is. Do you want to just pull up the photo for uh, for those on YouTube so they could just see exactly what we're working with here? So for those who haven't seen it, uh, here it is. You're watching on YouTube. You can see it. You got a couple of beautiful-looking Maple Leafs jerseys sitting in a stall. And you'll see on the uh, on the left upper crest, which I guess would be the right, um, you know, if you're wearing it, it, it says the word milk. Milk. It says the word milk yes so you might be wondering why the hell does it say the word milk on a maple leafs jersey that makes zero sense and yeah i'd probably agree with you i really don't get it either um but it's the ontario milk farmers uh, or the milk farmers of ontario are who the official sponsor of the maple leafs jerseys are um apparently this is a eight figure deal david an eight how did the ontario milk farmers of all the businesses that are out there how the hell did they come up with the most amount of cash to put their logo and and put their advertising on the most beloved team which is the mecca of hockey on their jerseys like i just this is not who i expected it to be not one bit. Mike, you haven't been hearing like my nonna every day complain about how much milk has gone up lately. <laughs> yeah. means the two are related in some way, shape, or form. You I- know what? You're right. So I guess all now instead of paying $3.99 for uh for a bag of milk for uh, you know one of those three bag pouches, whatever. I it's yeah, it's like $5.99 now or $6.99 some places. Jeez, it, it really has gone up. And I guess this is why they're in talks with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Can I just show you something? You yeah. can see how it looks on the on. This is why I'm not now. Actually, maybe let's talk about how it looks before I bring up the next thing. Okay. I'm I'm okay that it looks like this. I know it's gonna take some getting used to, in comparison to the big RBC patch that's on the Montreal Canadiens jersey. I actually don't mind how the Leafs one looks because it blends. With the jersey, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, milk still looks out of place on a random hockey jersey. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. But the reason why I'm not too overly, I don't. I would like to have no ads on jerseys. Everyone right. would, but I also understand the business side of it, which right. is why I'm gonna pull up something here, which is why I'm glad it doesn't look like this. Because this is the actual logo for the dairy farmers of Ontario. True. Yes. Like the big circle where it says milk in the middle, but it's as a big old circle and says dairy farmers of Ontario established 1965 right in it uh, in a massive big like, yeah, circular. Yes, I I agree with you. Uh, Thankfully, they did not go with the full uh, logo there and, and they're just going with the milk portion of the logo just the writing and uh, the memes that are out there so far are hilarious like 
so funny. And, and you just know, I, I was listening uh, to Overdrive and Noodles brought up a good point. He's like, you wait. If John Tavares goes, you know, last year, remember he went like 12, I think it was 15 games actually without scoring a, a goal at five on five. There's going to be memes of no cartons with like these guys' faces on them. You know, and they like missing persons ads used to be on milk cartons for whatever reason. Like yeah. that's going to be now Maple Leafs are going to be, be put on those milk cartons. Um, or people going to meme it that way at the very least. If somebody's gone, you know, a bunch of games without goals or points goes on some sort of skid. Uh, I could just see it happening all year long. The jokes for days with this sponsorship for days, man. Yeah, it's going to happen though. It's already started, right? So, Somebody said Austin Matthews would have, if he ever shaved, he could just go with a milk mustache. Yep. Too. Yep. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that this was like the, uh, like the most out of, like out of left field sponsor you could ever imagine. But it's actually one I'm like, okay, at least it's not something totally ridiculous. Like could have been like an insurance company. I think the Raptors is like Sunlight Financial. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So like at least at least they got to make it work and it's not too out of no it doesn't look atrocious I will say that also local like a local brand right as opposed to being like Walmart or you know some big conglomerate um like Amazon probably will end up sponsoring something somewhere uh you well, know we're saying there in uh, Seattle potentially yeah like and and now at least it's a local sponsor right so that's one plus i suppose good for for the maple Leafs for deciding to go with a local sponsor now again eight figure deal so they paid up uh mightily to get the sponsorship uh but yeah it, it could have been worse and i guess if you know, regardless, like there's absolutely nothing we could do about it. Sponsorships were coming, and although it, it looks tacky, and and we would prefer them not have sponsorships on jerseys. At the end of the day, it's it's best for the league. It's best for business. It's what's going to allow, um, you know, any any way to add hockey related revenue to get that cap to go up as quick as possible is best for the league, best for the players. And ultimately best for the fans, because that means that teams like Toronto, who have been in cap hell for the last couple of years, seeing that cap rise will allow them to retain more players and go after more players. And with more cap space means more movement in the league in general. We'll see a lot more movement in the league. So, you know, you could sit there and dog this all you want. Oh, it's a disgrace to the game. Look, yeah, we're going to complain about it. It's going to look weird for the first two weeks. But honestly, by November 12th, ain't nobody going to care. No one's really going to notice. And I was going to say, boo. I mean, when's the last time you said something about the Argos uh, logo on their shirt? Don't really notice it. You don't even notice it. It's been there for what, three, four years now since they started putting logos on their shirts. So, yeah, it happens all the time in sports. And it's weird at first, but uh, a couple of weeks in, not even going to notice it. And it's going to do nothing but benefit the, the league and uh, the financials of everyone in the league and all the fans who want to watch the league grow and prosper. So, um, yeah, you could sit there and, and and boo these jersey sponsorships, but let's be honest, it's it's best for the league. All right, Dave. Uh, also, what's good for the league and a reason why um, you want to increase the cap is because players want to get paid. We had someone reset 
the market, the richest contract handed out in, I guess, modern cap history. Yeah, I was going to say the lot per year. Yeah, yeah, right. Highest AAV deal. I know there was like that $100 million contract that uh, that uh, Kov- uh, Kovalchuk signed years ago where they had these things that were backloaded, frontloaded, and all kinds of crazy stuff before the eight-year cap was implemented. But uh, the highest AAV uh, in the cap era has been awarded. I'll tell you who it is on the other side and uh, what it could mean for the Toronto Maple Leafs going forward. That and more coming up on the other side. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season and hockey with the season just around the corner. You can find all your latest odds, uh, including this year's futures odds in the NHL. Uh, BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, NFL, NBA, boxing, and golf. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked on Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Um, we are your hosts here at Locked on Leafs. So, been teasing this for a little bit. New market setting deal went down yesterday, and it was Nathan McKinnon coming in at a whopping $12.6 million eight-year deal, $100,000 over Connor McDavid. So Nathan McKinnon resets the market in the NHL. Your thoughts, David? First off, shout out to Steve Dangle for the meme that he put out. Like as soon as like it was not long after Nick Kinnon signed, and actually pull it up, but um, it caught me off guard because I'm like, uh, I knew they were discuss. Oh, you know they got to get this contract signed. They got this contract signed, and then you know I'm like, okay, what's it gonna come in? Are they actually gonna make this a priority? <laughs> And then you see the deal, and then you see everybody's reaction to it. I'm going to pull up Steve's right now because this was hilarious. I'm going to zoom <laughs> Yeah. The, the good old, you know, price is right. Because you did mention the $100,000 more. Yeah. So that, good on Steve for that one. But the two things I thought about as soon as that deal was signed, I don't know when it was said, but it was a bit of a shot at the Leafs, I think, at the time when McKinnon had said it. And he's like, yeah, I'll consider taking a hometown discount on my next deal to keep things together. Um, yeah, so much about that, huh? That was the first. That was the first thing I thought of because, really? dude, like, you don't think he could have got more? Would he have dude, gotten? I think, more? I think he left money on the table. I really I do. I, I think he left money on the table. But this is the thing. You're we're we're predicting potentially the cap. I mean, the cap will go up. It's There's going no. Up. They, the NHL has said it will go up. And this kicks in next year, not this year. Yeah. Next year, when the cap is supposed to start to make its incremental yeah. increase and go up by millions, not just the one million for last year and this year. The only reason why this is a good deal for the Avalanche is because it's an it's an eight year deal, right? They they're pretty much I mean, he's twenty seven years old. It's gonna take him until I mean it's gonna start next year. 
So it's going to take him until he turns 28 on. Actually, he's already turned 27. So this is going to take him until he's 36. Right. So that's that for at least for the Colorado Rams, they're getting him his best prime years. They're getting him at it now and they don't have to worry about it. Um, They just would have to hope the cap keep go, keeps going up. I know that they've got. Kale McCarr's already handled, so that's a good one to get done for them. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Rantanen's deal is pretty long. As oh, yeah, actually, that's, that's, got, years. that's got a few more, four more years on that one, I believe. They do have Landis Cog taken care of. They have Minichu. Like they do have core guys done. So this is kind of all keeping that core together. Um. Yeah, it's the eight years. I you just have to hope the cap keeps going up. By the time you have to get the Miko Ranton and one done, you have to get. I'm sure there's going to be some other player. But I mean, Colorado. Yeah, Colorado did it right to get it done. Now, it's pretty much the, the best way to say it. Yeah, I think so. And um, when you look at it, uh, you look at this contract here. 15%, 15.2% is the cap percentage. And I was talking with a former NHLer today, and, and he said, you know, we focus a lot on the AAV with the media, but what a lot of the players and negotiators and the agents and the GMs, a lot of us deal with cap percentage. So although Nathan McKinnon made $100,000 more than what Connor McDavid made, that was five years ago that McDavid signed that deal. Five years ago. Think about what the cap percentage was five years ago at that price of 12 point uh, at $12.5 million, more than 15%, right? So that is something to also keep in mind um, when we're talking about these contracts. I think it was uh, Noodles today was saying that, you know, Crosby for years, it was said, oh, he left money on the table. He only signed 9.7 million or whatever, 8.7 million for when he signed like that 12 year deal. Yeah, but that was back when the cap was like 63 million or 70 something million. Like in terms of cap percentage, that was right in and around the 15% of where like the Matt McKinnon's at, right? So it's it's not that these guys are leaving money on the table. It has to do with cap percentage. Now, what does this have to do with the Maple Leafs? And what does that have to do with Austin Matthews? Because that's what we come here to Lockdown Leafs for to make everything about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, Matthews, well, we talked about it all offseason, right? The ticking time bomb, right? The doomsday clock in two years. Uh, he's got this season, he's still under contract. And next season, he's still under contract. But by next July 1st, he can start negotiating a new contract. And Nate McKinnon, currently the leader in the clubhouse at $12.6 million AAV. I don't think it's going to last too long there, Dave. If Austin Matthews goes to the negotiating table, he's not taking a penny less, nor should he, I might add, nor should he. Um, the question is, how much more does he want? Or how much more is he willing to leave on the table if he wants to try and win here in Toronto? Does he <coughs> go the same route where he's like, yeah, just make me 12-7. I'll go another hundred grand past that just to try and get there maybe maybe 13 or whatever he wants to go by or does he go the route where he says give me the percentage because two years from now is when they're expected to see that cap percentage go up and if it goes up to the 90 million that's being projected in two years 
the cap percentage all of a sudden of 15%, the same one that McKinnon got today, is worth roughly 13.5 to $14 million. And that would be, you know, more so the, the contract. So just something to keep in mind, too, when if you see Matthews come in at more than 12, 7 or whatever, he comes in around the 13.5 and the 14 million, it's comparable in terms of cap percentage, um, which, again, I, I think probably that's a guy you write a blank check to to keep him around anyways in Austin Matthews. So I think the the thing with Matthews was when he signed that this his current deal, he only the Leafs didn't get the full eight year term that Colorado is getting with McKinnon now. I think Matthews did that strategically for a couple of reasons. One, his AAV was pretty is is pretty high. It's at the time I think it's a fourteen point one percent cap hit, right? Uh, in terms of the percentage, and it's you know eleven point six four all those random numbers that he has in his deal. Right. But I think Freeman said at the time, the Leafs have put up, put out the idea of an eight year deal. And Matthew says, well, that's going to cost you North of $13 million to do it over an eight year term. Because for a couple of reasons, one, he knew the cap was going to continue going up. So that means potentially him leaving money on the table by signing for a longer deal. So my question here now becomes, okay, if the least, if Matthews truly wants to make more than McKinnon, which he has every right to ask for it, does he give the Leafs that eight-year term? And what is it going to cost the Leafs to get that eight-year term? Because I that would be my focus if I'm Kyle Dubas, is not just how much you're paying him, but how long are you going to have him? Because they didn't get the full term. They didn't even get the full term with Mitch Marner either. Uh, yeah. So- that's that's really the big one for me that I'm wondering. Yeah, I honestly, I, I think if he if he he's either coming back for eight years, or he's gonna hit the open market. That's what I believe. I so truly they're believe going to pay him the fifteen million dollars a year, right? You know, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen there. But I I think he'd be more than open to coming back for eight seasons, or he's gonna go elsewhere. Yeah, and I think yeah. Toronto's like they both want him to stick around for eight years. Like he's either going to want to be a Maple Leaf through his entire prime um, and try and set all these records, bring a, a Stanley Cup to Toronto, be the guy to do it and be revered for the rest of his life um, in this city and, and within this fan base, which is the largest in the world. Um, and I think that he would he would love to do that at the end of the day. So I think both parties would be in agreement that whatever contract they're negotiating with probably going to be an eight year deal. The only question is AAV. Do you want what you're worth or do you want to leave a little bit on the table? Kind of like I would say McKinnon did so that you can try and bring guys back. Cause the same guy who's up for contract, that same exact off season, William Nanda. What's that guy going to want? Right, if he continues to be a point per game player like he was this past season, what's he going to be looking for? I don't think six point nine is going to get it done if the salary cap goes up the way that we're expecting it to in two years. Right, he's going to be looking at cap percentage as well, and be wanting to get uh, a little bit of an increase there, some inflation, if you will. So, you know, do you want to take a little bit of a haircut and keep the band together, or are you in the business of making as much money as possible in, you know, the 15 years that you're here in the city and here playing this sport? 
And uh, or do you want to try and keep the band together and win a Stanley Cup or make it, I guess, give you a better opportunity to win a Stanley Cup by having more cap flexibility? It's kind of his decision, to be honest with you, but it's not one that's going to take much negotiating. It's just kind of here's the deal. You can either sign it or you can hit the market. And I think that's how it's going to go on with Austin Matthews. You know, I think he'll sign. I think he wants to be here. I believe they'll figure it out. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is he going to leave anything on the table? He didn't really do that the first time around. Maybe does on the second time around as he's a little bit more desperate for uh, to win considering they didn't win in his first few years. Unless they win, of course, in the next couple of seasons. That would change a little bit of the story. Well, and Chris Johnson about a few days ago wrote a story about kind of what the future holds for Austin Matthews. And he said the likely outcome is he stays with the Leafs. Yeah. A, it's not like the Leafs won't want to pay him. He doesn't seem to not like playing in Toronto. There's never been that the people are saying, oh, maybe he wanted to go to a big American market. I don't know how much bigger you're going to get uh, like than Toronto in terms of a market and what you can make outside of the game as well. He's enjoying his time in Arizona in the offseason. He can get away from Toronto to go to Arizona and do those things. So, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm, I truly can't really see a situation where Matthews is not, not back just because I think he is numero uno the Leafs have been waiting for a franchise got a player like this for a while. They're not just going to let him go. Yeah, completely. You might have to make some tough decisions down the road because of it, but that's the decision you have to make when you have an Austin Matthews. He's the priority one. Yeah, you got to tell him you want to make sure that you have guys around you so you can continue to be a good player and you can continue to be a success. You know, we can continue to be a success. But yeah, sometimes there's going to be some sacrifices made. But I think he also realizes, and and the good thing is we'll have a better idea of where the cap's going in the time that the deals can also happen. Well, here's the other good thing, okay, and one that if you want to go glass half full, right? So a lot of people look at this for the avalanche to stomach this contract, right? They're going from a six and a half million dollar cap hit. All the way up to twelve and a half million. That's a six million dollar. You're doubling. You're doubling that guy's cap hit. This guy's already making twelve million dollars, right? Like he's making what's it, eleven three four? Is what he's making? I say eleven point six. Yeah, so he's making. Yeah, so he's he's already making you know eleven point six. Let's say he does end up getting thirteen and a half or whatever. Let's say he gets to fourteen million. Okay, it's really an extra two and a half million dollars in, in in you know extra cap they have to allot to Austin Matthews on an extension. So glass half full because you signed them all, you've kind of got this money allotted to these players and not to anybody else. So that when their extensions come up and the cap really booms, uh, it's not going to be as difficult to get them under contract and also keep some other guys around uh, just because of the fact that they didn't allocate future dollars to, to, other players, because, well, they couldn't because the, that money for the last five, six years has gone to the Marners and the Tavares and, and, and the Matthews of the world, right? Exactly. I, I it, it, And even for Edmonton, if they are going to be bringing back Connor McDavid, he's already making 12-5. Yeah, but Leon's 
Leon's gonna make a a one's gonna stage, tough one. Right? like that guy's gonna make another six million bucks on on yeah. his. I, I just think like there's with 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 Toronto. The good thing too is, yes, a lot of these guys are coming up due for new contracts. But you kind of get to reset your cap structure a little bit here, right? Some of these guys, you can say, all right, you know, Tavares, he's not gonna be making eleven million on his next contract. That's likely to go down. Marner, how much more can he make? And we already know the hierarchy is Matthews, Marner, Nylander, right? So it's not like you're worried about somebody else coming in cl- too close to Matthews. Maybe Marner will once again try to get close to that number. Maybe the Leafs will try to, I don't know if they're going to fight him on that. That's the maybe the one I'm a little more concerned about. But again, Marner's already making a significant amount of money, as you said. So that's yeah. not like Marner's going from $7 million to whatever his next contract is going to be. And I think it's an all or nothing type of situation. Like Morgan Riley signed his deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Morgan probably left some money on the table. Like he would have been a UFA and probably would have got paid a little bit more money than what he ended up getting with the Maple Leafs. Um, I don't know if it would have been, you know, too, too much higher, but probably at least another half mil over the course of eight years. Like, there's probably a lot of money that he left on or some money that he left on the table, maybe a whole other million dollars over the course of a, a seven year deal. But I think when, you know, he left money on the table, will that now translate into Matthews leaving a couple, you know, a little bit of money on the table. Then does that trickle down to Marner who leaves a little bit of money? And all of a sudden, if everyone leaves a million dollars on the table you know, you do that with like three of your top guys, that's 3 million bucks. You can go out and get yourself a secondary, you know, a, a decent piece, I guess, with an extra $3 million, right? Like 3 million is the difference between having a player on your second line of the caliber of Alex Kerfoot and then let's say an Andre Palat, who ended up signing a, a deal this season and off um, with the, the New Jersey Devils, right? For I think it was roughly six million. It was either five and a half or six million dollars in which he signed. So that's the difference. When people leave a little bit of money on the table, it gives you a little bit more to work with for those middle middle of the pack players and the depth. And that's where I think this team has lacked the last couple of seasons. And even this year, go look at everybody who they signed. They're all one year, like minimum deals. Basically, all of them outside of uh, Yarn Croc very minimal deals and they're just hoping to hit like they did with Michael Bunting last year. One of them they want to, to hit. Um, but moving forward, if they don't have to do that because they get guys to, to take a little bit less because they buy into the culture, they want to win um, in the way that Nathan McKinnon kind of did in the way that, you know, you, you've seen other guys take a little bit of a haircut, Tampa in particular, taking haircuts to stick a, to keep the band together if they could do that, then I, I think the Maple Leafs would be in a pretty good situation going forward for some long-term sustained success. But, again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. They can't even discuss until July 1 of 2023. That's currently September 21st. Four days, I want to say. Four days after his birthday? He just – four days after his birthday, maybe five or six days out. He's Within a week of his birthday, we're having this discussion. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was the obvious one to have coming off of Nathan McKinnon 
resetting the market, just knowing that, uh, yeah, that, that record-setting AAV, not going to last too long. Austin Matthews is, is next in line, and, and he's going to surpass it. The question is, by how much? And, uh, well, we won't find out until next summer, but a lot of Leaf fans hoping it's not by a whole lot, and that's on Matthews to decide whether that uh, is the fact or not. All right, buddy, let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Good stuff. Um, media day uh, will be going on today, and we will be reacting to it tomorrow. There's going to be a lot to react to. Everybody talking, management, coaches, everyone going through the car wash. So we'll have a lot of stuff to react to and chat about uh, on tomorrow's show. But that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like if you enjoyed the video. Leave a comment down below. What do you think happens with Austin Matthews on the heels of this Nathan McKinnon news? And do you like the milk advertisement? Your feelings on that? Leave that in the comment section below as well. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Training camp underway. We'll react to all the news that goes on over the next 24 hours and get back to you with it tomorrow. Uh, until then, leave uh, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leaves.